So are you ready to PR yourself? We'll remove the mystery from all things PR and we'll discuss everything from our top strategies to tips and tricks and everything that you can utilize to further enhance your brand or your message. I've been in media, I'm a journalist, and I'm also a publicist. I am Leah Frazier, CEO of Think3 Media and your host for PR Yourself with Leah Frazier. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to PR Yourself with Leah Frazier. You guys, listen, you guys are blowing my mind. We just received notification that this podcast is in the top 30, number 29 actually, in the U.S. for marketing podcasts and in the top 100 in Canada for marketing podcasts. So thank you to each and every one of you faithful listeners. Thank you guys for sharing this out. Thank you for interacting with me. Thanks for sharing it on social media. We're just extremely grateful that this project has reached the levels that it has in such a short period of time. So thank you again. And I want you guys to just get interactive, you know, go on PR yourself with LeahFraser.com. Leave me a message and let me know if you have an episode suggestion or there's something going on with your business that you want me to bring in the experts to help and tell you how to PR it better again get involved. You're going to go to the link in my bio at the Leah Frazier on Instagram. And I have a whole list of things you can do. You can join our private Facebook group. In that group, I go live. I tell you what's hot and trending in social media and marketing and PR. I put media leads in there. There's one I've got to do today. (laughs) So, and you're also going to want to interact with the other women, um, And I think we have some men in that community now um, in that private Facebook community, okay? Because I'm going to start growing that so that you guys can discuss among yourselves how to PR yourselves better as we move through 2021 and beyond. Also, if you're interested, we still have the monthly membership available. It's only $49 a month, and you can find information on that at think3media.com forward slash think3edu. That is our monthly membership where I literally do a class session like I would teach with my students at the university. I do a class session on what's hot in marketing and public relations. I give you your takeaways. I give you something to work on for 30 days. And then several weeks later, we come back and we mastermind as a group to make sure that we're working on that one thing that you are just you need to get worked on for that month. And we continue that monthly. And it's a great resource. And it's a great way an affordable way for you to hear from me. I bring in experts and also for you to have accountability. That way you're working through for solutions for your small business or as an entrepreneur. And lastly, (laughs) you're going to want to stay tuned. Yes, PRYourselfBook.com. You're going to want to sign up for that as we get closer to the book being released. But also you're going to want to go to PR Yourself. Um, with LeahFraser.com online. There's a tab called course and you're going to want to sign up there because I am re-releasing my live course one last time. I know I said that before. I'm going to do it again. I have just revised it. I've created a couple more modules and it's really going to go into a little bit more of an organized depth on how you can earn free media and press coverage consistently for your small business and your brand. And again, it's super duper affordable and I want to offer that to you guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in 
and enjoy this latest episode. And I look forward to hearing from you all. And welcome back to another episode of PR Yourself with Leah Frazier. I know I tell you guys every time I'm always excited about who I'm on the line with or who's in the studio, but no, this is somebody that you need to listen to. Okay, don't, don't go off my word. We're talking about betting on your brand today, but we're talking about someone that works with the big dudes, like the major corporations speaks all over. I mean, she's amazing. She's an author with her latest book. No, thanks. Seven ways to say I'll just include myself a guide to rockstar leadership for women of color in the workplace. She's a business coach. I just faithfully follow everything that she does online. Welcome, L. Michelle Smith, to the show. I'm so excited because, you know, you just did my show two weeks ago. Yes. And here's the funny thing is like, it's one of those things where it's like, I watched you online. We've seen each other and we talked about it on your show too. She has an amazing podcast, the Culture Soup podcast. You guys need to check it out. Um, But it's one of those things where when I first decided to do this podcast, you know, I reached out. I was like, I need you on. Because you can't talk about PR in yourself if your brand is not together. True. And the, you were the first person. I was like, I'm not going to have anybody else come Aww. on here and talk about branding. So since November, I haven't had anybody come on here and talk about branding. Oh, at wow. All. I feel special. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to these days. Let them know some of these brands that you work with because yeah. you're the real deal. Yeah. So Leah, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's such a thrill and you've got the rankings, girl. That's what I'm talking about. I was shocked. So shocked. (laughs) Oh, you shouldn't be. It's a great show. So I am a certified executive and personal coach. I do some business coaching in there too. I am an author and I'm a speaker and I work especially with women and women of color who are high potential, high performing. That means you have to be excellent. You've got to be a leader to begin with, who want to learn how to be the best leaders that they can be, especially those that have aspirations for the C-suite. In addition to that, I uh, work for anybody because I I have a theory that if you can solve for Black women as the double outsider, you can solve for anybody. So you'd be amazed at all the kinds of people that come my way, but they represent companies in the Fortune 10, like Amazon, Amazon Web Services. I've worked with folks from CNN. I've worked with folks from AT&T, my alma mater. I've worked for folks at uh, Lenovo. The list goes on and on. I even have some very high-ranking folks within the medical industry which has been very interesting to work with folks in operations around hospitals, Mm. dealing with COVID-19 and such. Um, But, you know, I can name all of those powerful brands, but they mean nothing until you understand the human beings that are behind them. And these are primarily sisters that want to move up the way they dreamed they wanted to move up. And they found themselves in a pipeline and stuck in some situations, and some of them are opting out or they are becoming entrepreneurs at the same time. So how did you get into the coaching? Because when I saw you, I just thought you were like this magnificent media and communications 
um, guru because you were uh, moderating a panel and, and we've talked about this as well. And it was um, a sports panel. We were out in yes. Frisco. My good friend, Daniel Cerency Jones invited me out to see her speak. So I thought, I was like, who's this dynamic woman? She's gotta be like this, an anchor or this media personality. And when I found out that you were doing all the executive coaching and everything else, I'm like, wow, how did she get into all of this? This is incredible. <laughs> well, it's interesting because <clears throat> I, when you met me, I was at AT&T. In fact, I was probably two weeks from leaving AT&T. Um, I, I was there for about six years, but before that, I spent 20-something odd years as a top-level strategic communicator for some of the biggest brands and some of the biggest agencies. And I spent most of that time in leadership. I made VP before I was 30. Wow. So as I was leading people and leading organizations, I was an officer the last place I stopped. I was a senior vice president. Before I even went to AT&T, I stopped and had my little baby girl. And then I got a call from AT&T and I went to work for them. I was um, working in strategic communication since, I mean, I left college. But my dream, if I hearken back to graduate school, when I was working on my master's thesis, there was a list of things that I came up with that I wanted to do that I didn't have the credibility. I didn't have the credentials. I didn't have the reach. I didn't have the tribe. All of these things you need in order to do. And they're in the book, by the way, no thanks. Seven ways to say, I'll just include myself. This list of six things that I wanted to do. Fast forward to a conversation that I had with a senior leader at at and at that point, and this is in the book as, as well, where I have gotten a surplus notice and it's a very humane way of saying layoff, but they give you like 60 days to find another job inside the, the company. You know, it's not anything bad on you. It's just you're eliminating the job. I had exceeds ratings over and over and over again. I had gotten awards all over the place. And when it became known that I was on this list, I had officers calling my house after hours like, you want to stay, you can stay. We're going to make sure of it, you know? So I had a choice to make because one of the things that I did, I bet on my brand. And that means that I had options. I was still looking outside of the organization. I understood my market value. I also understood my value when it came to skills, but mostly I understood my value as a human being and a daughter of God. I can do anything I want to do. And, you know, no one job is the end all be all for my existence. I had already run my own agency for about a decade before. And, you know, <laughs> I already know that if I'm out here by myself, I can make money and I can make something out of it. But during the time that I was in AT&T, I started speaking all over the place and it was on a fluke really, um, filling in for the very same officer that had me in his office telling me, <laughs> how are we gonna get through the day? Um, he was a senior vice president and ultimately became one of the chief communicators there. But I filled in for him on a fluke. Somebody said, we need you to fill in. And I did a keynote address for brand innovators. And they liked it so much, they literally put me on the road for eight more times consecutively talking to Fortune 500 marketers around diversity and inclusion, strategic communications and integrated marketing. 
So that's how the speaking tour kicked off. I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> I was really representing my company, but the more people heard me, they were like, we need you, we need you. And to this day, 90% of my speaking ops are not pitched. Like I rarely pitch a speaking op and now I'm getting paid for it. So yeah, I had these mentees and more and more people saw me and they were like, well, will you mentor me? Well, I don't believe in mentoring perfect strangers. I have to have buy-in to your work. I have to believe in it. You have to buy into mine. I mean, if we don't know each other, we're not going to vibe. There's not going to be that intrinsic motivation that keeps us right there together, pulling for each other. So I realized people were actually asking for a service. You've gotten those, can I pick your brain? <laughs> can I buy you coffee? Oh, Lord. And if I did all of those, I don't know when I would have had time to do what I needed to do. So ultimately, I launched the 30-minute mentor, which has been rebranded since then. But I would take 30 minutes out of my day and mentor someone who needed it, who I did not know. And eventually, I added coaching by going and getting my certification. And ultimately, my mentoring clients started asking for the coaching because they saw what the benefits could be. And that's how I ended up coaching. I love this story. And, but you know what I love the best about this entire thing was when you were talking about, look, I knew what I brought to the table. I knew my value. I knew what I could deliver. And so you developed that brand about yourself before your exit. Yeah. And I feel like, like, how would you define a personal brand? Because so many people, oh, I don't want to be in front of my business or I don't, I don't, do I develop a personal brand while I'm still working for someone else? I feel like there's a misnomer with that, but you were like, look, honey, <laughs> this is what I can do. And look at you now. Yeah. So you're right to, to raise this question because I think people think brand, they automatically go to a marketing mindset and they want to say, I'm not a tube of toothpaste. And no, you're not. You're not a product. That being said, when you really peel back the onion on what a brand is, it really is the experience that you have with that individual or with that company. So let's, let's take it to marketing if you'd like. When you go to Starbucks, pre-pandemic, but even now, there's still some of that experience that's left. What are the things that you describe? Most people love Starbucks because when they walk in, it feels cozy. It's a place where even if you don't buy a drink, you can sit down, you can get the free Wi-Fi, you might meet a friend, you know, they have to develop an experience that encourages you and influences you to buy without them chasing you. And that's really what we're mm -hmm. talking about. It's an experience that you make available to other people. And there are small gestures and there are grand gestures. And too often people think that your personal brand is all about the grand gestures. And that is, I am on social media posting. I am speaking. I am on television let's start over. You need to start with your small gestures. And that's everything from how you made somebody feel when you first met them to, did she return my email in more than a week after I emailed her? It's the small gestures that really make up your brand. And what you're doing is you are building your reputation. 
So if you have a bad reputation, ah, first of all, you probably haven't been handling your brand the way you should probably do. And the difference between the two, of course, is reputation is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And brand is that intentional mm. experience that you bring to the table. One of the things that I love that you brought up in your book, and we'll talk more about it in a little bit, was that you were saying like so many people want to focus on the big number. You, you want to focus on the groups or the millions of people in the world when if you're going to build this experience and you're going to be a great brand, which I know for Think3 Media, if you don't have a lot of those brand concepts down or if I go and I'm looking at what people have been saying on our line or how you communicate online or all those things, like we won't take you on. Yeah. Because I'm not going to do public relations for a company where it looks like this may be an issue down the road. Right. Or maybe you need to work on work on these things and be prepared. But I love how you say, like, you need to focus, act like you're speaking to that one person that, yes. that really needs you and build it yeah. that way. So what yeah, can you, what really you have got to, say? to You have to get to know who you're trying to attract. And I think this is part of the getting to know yourself piece of it. If you don't know who you are and you don't know what problem you solve, and we're not just talking about, oh, this is my job title and this is what I do in business. I'm talking about that big overarching purpose, the reason God put you on this earth. If you don't know what that is, there's no way to know who you serve. And a lot of people don't take the time to get that avatar or that persona in mind to even know what problem they solve and for who. So you need to figure out who that is. And then every time you speak, you speak through her or you speak to him exactly where they live, exactly where their pain points are. And you speak their pain points right back to them. And guess what? They chase you. You don't chase them. And I think that's the other thing that people have a myth about. They think personal branding is going after people after you've put this grand logo out there and you have this look in great pictures. And then they wonder, why aren't they following? Why aren't people asking me to speak? You have not created an experience that is targeted to your one person and that one thing that you solve. And you know what? And this just popped in my head as you were speaking. Is like, if you don't get this, that one thing down. So if you got to rewind this, I don't know what you got to do. Press 10 seconds, 15 seconds back, whatever. If you don't get that one thing right, it messes up your marketing strategy. Yes. And then you start marketing all over the place to people who don't need you. And then on a public relations standpoint, you start trying to get you, you're trying to get placements and you're talking to an audience that does not even care about the thing that you're trying to get exactly. on the news. About. So that is the what? key. You know, Aaliyah, this isn't something you just pull out of the sky. And this is what people try to do. They sit down for maybe five, 10 minutes, or maybe sit down for even an hour. And then they just decide this is my brand. I have news for you. <laughs> Why do you think that they have armies and armies of people at a Fortune 9, like AT&T, that gather around tables every freaking day to plan the brand experience, to tweak the brand experience, and all the research that goes into it? This didn't happen overnight. Did not happen overnight. 
And if a brand that old and that innovative all at the same time spends all of that time and money and effort into what's the implication for little old me? I need to understand my origin story. I need to understand how that has implications for the brand that I want to put out there because it's got to be organic to who you are. Otherwise, it will not be authentic. And if you're not authentic in a world of fakery, people are looking for somebody who's real. And, and have you ever have, right through it? And have you ever had to manage expectations when it comes to the branding process? Because I think we, we just live in a microwave society and you have everybody going around. I ain't pointing no fingers, but <laughs> I am the brand, my brand, my brand, my brand. What yeah. Is your, what is your brand? You know, have you ever had to manage expectations to say this, you don't push this in the microwave and it pops out two seconds later. Like this is yeah. I've been really fortunate because I think when I deal with my target audience who, again, they are high performing, highly excellent women. Okay. They, they, <laughs> they're not just saying I am the boss. So here, come, come do this for me. They already have an understanding because they come from the big companies with the armies of people that do this thing all the time. So they don't ask me for, you know, unreasonable things. That being said, I do have my other side of the business, which is around businesses and small businesses that are looking to post on social first thing. And uh, I have, it's like pulling teeth to tell them, you have not crafted or even developed or understand yourself who you are. So no, your homegirls are not right when they say, just start posting, girl. Because social media, let's put it in its place. Oh, please it's do. awareness. Please do. Period. It is not your personal brand. It is awareness and it's great at awareness, but guess what? You gotta, you gotta have a following. Nobody's following you. Who's gonna why, why are you doing this today? Why, why? You're real. This is the real, real, real. I don't know if they're oh. ready. I'm gonna have to put a, a Miss Nowhere. I have to put it out there before you, hey, before you listen, she gonna snatch you back a couple of nights. So, what, what the old preacher say? Drop your feet. I'm coming through. Coming through. We always talk about church. It's so fun. That's right. So there's this one place and I'll tell you, you got me a couple of times. You got okay. me where you, I had to self do a little self-reflection or I was like, oh, dang, that was me. <laughs> um, so you talked about, you know, knowing uh, your target audience's pain points and your value and what you bring to the table as a solution. But there's this one part where you're saying a part of your personal brand and branding is also fine tuning that one thing. Like, yes, let's get your one thing right. And yes. When I read that, I was like, when I finally did that, I know what that did for my brand. But before I was the person that was like, well, I'm good at this, 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 and that. So my company is going to do all those things. Yeah. And it was an epic fail. Yeah. It's an epic fail. Yeah. So what, how do, how are you defining that? You know, I'll take it back to marketing because that's where I come from. I do believe that if you cannot communicate, you cannot lead. So Crisscrossing and mashing up strategic comms with leadership development is exactly what people need right now in this fractured digital economy. But yes, you have folks 
that don't know any better and how could they because they don't have a background in marketing and they just go and do what they see and try to model what they think is the formula. And here's what you got to know. Your one thing is your value proposition. Okay, that's the name of it. That's that's the, the technical name for it. You, now you've got Three words, be value proposition. You go use it, be fruitful, multiply. <laughs> but this is what you got to know about your value proposition. It states who you are, who you serve, and what you do for them. It's three things. The thing about your value proposition, to even come up with it, you have to be so intimately aware and knowledgeable of your story that you have to be able to pull the things from your story that are organically you. And many times these are passion points of yours. They're superpowers. They're things that I tell my clients, if you were thrown into the ocean, tied up and bound, gagged, blindfolded, wow. upside down. Oh, wow. And you could still do that thing like that. That's a superpower. And these are hard skills, okay? We're looking for that, that crisscross between those passions and their, those, those um, superpowers so that you get right at your purpose. Then you're able to say, okay, your passions are going to tell you what issues, what, what groups of people, what politic, what big industry um, topics, issues, and trends that you just light your fire, okay? That's where you need to be. Now, if, if the things that you're into are not aligning with this, you might want to recalibrate. And the, you know where the best place to, to see who gets it and who does it? Go to LinkedIn and look at everybody's headline. There are three types of people, okay? The ones who get it, and they're the ones who state their value proposition. This is what I do. This is who I do it for. This is how I do it, okay? One solid sentence, subject, verb, object, active voice. They get it, okay? Let's talk about the other ones. The second group puts their title, project manager at company X. What does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to anybody, really. You're just another project manager out there. We don't even know what kind of projects you manage. Okay, you've got a great brand behind your name. But what do you do? What problem do you solve? Okay. Let's put them to the side. Now, you ready for the last category? I'm probably in that one because, again, you, you triggered me a lot. But let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. And let's it's all it. love. This is how <laughs> we get where we need to go. And I did it, too. This is the thing, Leah. You know better. You do better. Exactly. After you know better, right? Exactly. But these are the folks that line up everything they've ever done in life. I told you. I yes. told you. I am a writer, speaker, leader, and then they make up words. I'm spectacular. I am a connector. I am, you know, a people person. They're putting all this stuff. They're using up all the character space and the real estate to absolutely positively say nothing. Absolutely nothing. I, I love that you uh, 
definitely talked about that because that comes up often in conversation. If you're meeting somebody or if you're speaking and I know you and I, we've gone back and forth about clubhouse. We'll continue that conversation. Yes. But even on clubhouse, it's the same thing. You have this small window of time to tell people who you are and what you do when you're on a stage. And there's people that go all the way around the mulberry bush. And if you're in that room with a moderator like yourself, El Michelle, it's like, um, I'm sorry. Um, can you get that down to about <laughs> One sentence. And you know, Clubhouse is like any social platform. They all have the same formula. It's just a different kind of content and how it's delivered. But the same holds true on every platform. Be tight and concise. But if you don't know what you do and what problem you solve, how do you expect anybody else to know? Give us one other thing. Like, is there another misnomer about uh, LinkedIn and how people are branding themselves there? Or what are you seeing in respect to that? Because I've talked to a lot of people and either they're not on it or they're afraid because they don't know what to post. And they then say, well, I can't brand myself there because I work for XYZ Corporation. And I'm just like, this is the best place to like (laughs) using your word to be a rock star. Yeah. LinkedIn has its dark side. Mm-hmm. Now, in the book, I don't know if you've gotten there yet. I talk about the 13 ways that reasons people say yes. they hate LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And in those 13 um, reasons, you will see that the thread is fear. And it's typically around what other people think. It's a judgy, judgy place. On its face, it looks like, oh, you can go in there and post your awards, post whatever's going on. And people are going to just be happy for you. But when you peel back the onion, again, this is what you find. When we first joined LinkedIn, we were kind of told this is what you do. And even the the platform told us this is what you do. You connect with everyone you know. So you can see your network there. And as you meet new people, add them to your network. So what happened over time? You got your first boss from way, way back. You got colleagues from there. You got your next boss from that next job and all your colleagues from there. And you just kind of piling them up. And then in between you went to that mixer and you met this one and you met that one. And now all of a sudden you're trying to amplify your brand. Okay. (laughs) So you've got this hodgepodge of people may not even be in your core audience at all. And you've got coworkers. Let's say you're still working at a company. You're at company number five. And now you kind of, you got a little status. People know you as the director of blah, blah at X company and all of your blah, blahs employees are there. And what you will find is when you post the corporate rah, rah for the blah, blah, they're like, you do that. Go. Yes. Go blah, blah company. Right. Post something that is generally about what you want to become a thought leader around and not specifically about that company. And many of you will feel the backlash. Mm. You will feel the cold, chilly, icy Elsa thing happening. Like, where did my coworkers go? Then you'll start to hear the little whispers. Who does she think she is? She's not an influencer. She thinks she's an influencer. What is she doing? She's trying to be a thought leader. Wait, that's for the senior leaders. She's just the director. You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. It is amazing the politics that happens on LinkedIn. And on many, in many cases, it's toxic. 
Mm-hmm. Your employer has no right, and it's against HR policy, but a thumbnail there, <laughs> that they should tell you what to post. They can't tell you what to post. They can't force you to post. It is against the rules. However, they have set up these corporate cultures where they have a thing called employee advocacy, and they have these platforms. We talk about this in the book, too, mm-hmm. where you can opt in. You know, you gave them permission. So you opt in to share company news on your platform. It does one of two things. It's going to alienate the community of people that you've built up over the years because they don't care about company X. Otherwise, they would have followed company X, right? Right. And then it's going to get all of your company X people to rah-rah every time you put something out about that company. But guess what employee advocacy is there to do? Talent attraction. Do you see the disconnect? Yeah. How are you attracting talent? At every, if every time you post about your company, only company people respond. There you go. It also does damage to your engagement. So I went through this. Personally, I went through it. So here I am. I'm on the road and I'm speaking. And if I'm speaking on behalf of my big company, man, the big company, it was a big company too. Man, my LinkedIn numbers were through the roof. You know? <laughs> The minute I started like launching the podcast or writing for Black Enterprise, my coworkers and colleagues were like, what is she doing? Why is she doing it? Now, I was doing it clearly within my brand proposition and my value proposition because I'm tech, culture, and business. That's where I stay. And anything that I did for that company fits. Anything that I do after the company fits, right? right. This is how you decide what you're going to post. You post based on your brand and your value proposition. I say, give it three buckets, okay? Mine is Mm -hmm. tech, culture, and business. It is organic to my story. I didn't make it up, didn't pull it out of the sky. The podcast is based on it. The friends that come around, you got to talk about tech, culture, and business. It's got to be organic. And then you see those threads throughout the books and everything that I do. Right. So I had a long-term vision beyond the place where I was working. And I challenge everybody to have that because any day you could get a surplus notice. And then what happens? You haven't built your brand. You've built camaraderie at that company and you don't know what's going on outside of it. And there are no opportunities waiting on you. And that's the difference. And that's why I was able to just get on a flight Two days early from my last day at AT AT&T, you know, I I took I took vacation, like two days vacation, jumped on a plane and I was on a plane at least twice, three times a month, getting paid to speak all over the country. And this, this isn't like a magic. Anybody can do this, but you must be relevant. You must be consistent, but you've got to understand your one thing and don't stop. Don't stop. And I'm just going to tell you and everybody else, like with your book, and we didn't even go through that entire chapter. There's so much more. And I love the reflection at the end. It's kind of like getting you coaching through the book. So that's awesome for people to work on that. But this entire book is a nugget. Like, and actually it's not a nugget. Like, (laughs) and I'm hungry. I'm thinking of chicken nuggets. So just think like... (laughs) 
This is Leah's like hungry, a, y'all. This is a 20 pack on like steroids, you know, a 20 pack of nuggets pack. on steroids. But it's all the things that I feel like you need to be either coached through or you really need to put a lot more thought into it than a lot of C-suiteers or small business owners or entrepreneurs actually put much relevance into. And so I highly recommend, no thanks, seven ways to say, I'll just include myself. Um, Lean out to lean in, y'all. All all of that. And I'll be posting the link, of course. I mean, I can't keep up with you. Uh, (laughs) What what else do you want people to know about this gym that you've created? Um, You know, just what I said. People get stuck in their bubbles and they don't veer outside. And the reason why that's important, especially for black women and women of color, we are not centered in the workplace. White maleness is centered in the workplace, which yields us to be double outsiders. So if we are sitting there and stewing there in the bias, in the microaggressions, being looked over and all of that, how are we getting our value poured into us in that venue? We are not, we're getting it sucked out of us, to be honest. We literally have to lean outside of that organization to find our value, first of all, for ourselves, but then to find the tribe that will continue to pour it into us, your sponsors, your mentors, your peers in other industries that don't always look like you, that don't always think like you, and making sure that you have diversified and you're upskilling Okay, so that when you walk into that organization, you have your head up high, not because they told you you were somebody, because you know for yourself and you've been out there and you've tested your market value. You know how much you can make. You have the FU money in the bank. So when you do, you can stand in your power and say what needs to be said without them making you concerned that they might call you an angry black woman. Mm, I love it's that. about owning your journey and your career. And part of that is building your brand so that you can bet on it. Because at the end of the day, it's the only brand that counts. I love it. This is so amazing. So, I mean, I stalk you. What is <laughs> people need to follow you? We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Sure. But what else? What's, what's in the future? Because I mean, okay. I, mean I was trying to catch up. I was like, she yeah. got she got merch. Now I need to get a t-shirt. <laughs> got merchandise. We'll talk about that in a bit. But the next thing for the book is that the audiobook is going to drop in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for that. You'll follow me and I'm always keeping you updated. Amazon and ACX, which is the platform that works with Audible, has been backlogged over the course of COVID-19. So there have been starts and fits with that. I started last November recording. And it's just like, when's it going to be? So I can't give a date until Amazon's like, it's released and it can be any day now. So just be on the lookout for that. The other thing you should know is, and this is an exclusive for your show. Yes. Yes. I'm dancing. Y'all can't see me, but I'm dancing. I will be releasing an online course to go with no thanks at the end of the spring. And it's about the time that the bonus edition will come out, a special wow. edition that you'll only be able to find on Amazon. And it's, it's something special about it that I can't tell you, but it will have two bonus chapters, two bonus affirmations, because we have affirmations in the book to offset all the negativity that 
mm-hmm. we ingest and digest mm-hmm. as women of color because of the surrounding we're in, right? Yeah. And then um, towards fall, I will announce a pre-order for the next in the series and it's called Yes, Please. Seven ways to say that I'm entitled to the C-suite. And it's the secrets that women of color need to know to get their happy and also survive in an exclusive culture, corporate culture. So yes, please. It's bright green. It looks very different from the red stop sign that you see. You're going to get the green light this time. Okay. Oh, I love, oh my God. You're just a genius. (laughs) Please. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this amazing woman to me. Here's the other breaking news I'm going to give to you now. Drum roll, please. The final in the No Thanks series is a children's book. And it's No Thanks for Girls. And I'm not the author. It's my daughter, Joni, who's eight years old. And she's already writing it. And we're going through the process with her. And my sister is going to illustrate it. She's an award-winning artist. So since my media company has an imprint, thanks to No Thanks, we're going to get that children's book out to you by Christmas. Let me find out. Joni's about to be an author. Yes. Yes. We will. And every, oh my God, there's so many people, so many children that will need that. And it'll be communicated in a way that they understand. Interesting. Even at her age, she has experienced bias Mm. and recognizes it from teachers, from students. But then she's also couching it in an eight-year-old way. So she's going to talk about bullying. Mm. And when she was faced with it, what did she do? And what did she say to herself as a result? So there are affirmations in the book, too. I'm so excited. Okay, I've got to make my little list. I'll be ready. Just okay. Yeah. Just swipe my card, Amazon. It's already on file. We'll be ready. But that is, that is just amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Like I said, you know, I think often so many times people kind of peak because they don't push themselves. They don't, they want, yeah, you can strive to be the best wherever you're at, but there's other parts of yourself where you need to get with people who push you to another level with some of your development. And I feel like that's what you've been to me and uh, this book. And and I mean, everything that I say, because when I I was reading it, I was just doing it. Like I prepped for any other interview, like I'm going to read the book, but when it was popping off the page and pointing a finger at me like this, this was you a couple years ago and you kind of figured it out. Oh, but this is you right now go back and work on that right now, that to me just speaks volumes. And so I feel like people just need to, to link with. Well, and if you don't mind me saying the coaching in the book is very, very important. I know people throw the word coach around these days, but this coaching is grounded in applied positive psychology. And I ask probing questions and you will not get the benefit of the coaching. If you do not sit with the questions and answer them. So get your highlighter out, get your pen out, get your journal out. And we've got journals too, if you need one, we got them on the site, elmichellesmith.com slash no thanks. But you need to be writing down the answers to these questions because at the end of the book, there's a coaching journal that sums all of it up, but you will have the beginnings and the bones of a strategic plan to get you to your leadership goals. And that's what this is about. I'm not trying to get on the New York Times bestseller. You know, God bless them if it makes it. Doubt it. But 
I want to see more sisters in the C-suite. That's what I want to see. And I've got corporations buying this book in bulk. So, well, that's why, that's why we're going to save that little clip because when there's enough of them buying it, where it does make New York Times bestsellers list, I'm going to say, see, told you so about two years ago. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And I agree. This is not something that you want to speed through. Like you want to work through it. It's development. It's not a book. You just want to pick up and say, you know, thank you, queen. And that's it. You definitely want to work on yourself so that you can see the outcome at the other end. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for having me on Leah. Thanks for coming on. Tell people how they can follow you online and anything else you want to drop. Yeah. So my website is lmichellesmith.com and it is the hub for everything. But if you want to find me on social media, I'm at L Michelle Speaks on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Clubhouse. Okay. I do have a presence on Facebook and it's um, L Michelle Smith official. Couldn't find L Michelle Speaks. Can you tell? Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a Facebook page and um, the the podcast. You can find the podcast on, on Facebook as well. So um, those are the best places to find me. And of course, I'm very active on LinkedIn and that's linkedin.com slash IN slash L Michelle Smith. Awesome. And thank you. And I'll have all of that linked for you guys. It'll be in the blog post as well. Please subscribe to our podcast. It's amazing. So I just want you guys to get all of the information that you need, but thank you so much. I know you're a busy lady. I really appreciate you and you guys know what to do. Subscribe and y'all need to share this one out because this is the baseline of all the problems. I'm telling you, it's the baseline and I saved this one. So share, share, rate, review. Let me know what you guys think. And I mean, if y'all tell me y'all want me to bring El Michelle Smith back, like, I mean, I think she needs to come back. (laughs) Always happy to do it. (laughs) We gonna make it happen. So y'all enjoy the rest of your day and until next time. 